Hello, I'm Lodging Editor Christine Killian. Thank you for listening to Lodging On Demand. In this episode, I spoke with Marissa Brooks, Regional Director of Revenue Management at Spire Hospitality, and Roy Maddock, Vice President of Revenue Management at Real Hospitality Group, about what markets they expect will outperform this summer and beyond, and how demand is shifting in the United States in the current pandemic environment. So my first question for you is, in the short term, what U.S. markets do you expect will outperform this summer as we're looking ahead to the next few months? And has that changed significantly from last summer? And are there markets that weren't doing so well before in this past year that you're seeing are starting to do better, whether because uh, vaccination rates are up significantly or some other factors. Uh, let's start with you, Marissa. Um, yes, in, in the short term, some of the markets that are gonna outperform this summer, especially California, because California was so restricted um, during the pandemic and even into uh, March, 2021. So as amusement parks are opening and concerts are starting to form, um, weddings are starting to be able to gather, we have seen a, a great deal of growth in in California. Yeah, listen, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's more of the same, right, to Marissa's point. It's, you know, those drive-in markets are going to be the, the ones that propel. And I think that what's interesting about, about California and things of that nature are they were like heavily, the heavily restricted drive-in markets were not extremely successful last year. So, you know, that drive-in component is really the most, important component. Now, flying is also going to be extremely popular, but it's really the the non-urban markets that are going to continue to be successful, the ones that were never super reliant on business transient or convention center demand. So um, it's kind of not like which, which ones are going to be the most successful, it's kind of uh, which ones did not rely on business transient convention center demand. And that's kind of the, the root of success. So going off that, Roy, um, what are you looking at for this fall? Do you expect that business transient demand to pick up a little bit? Um, and how do you expect the landscape to evolve? Oh, we could spend we could probably spend another four hours on this. Um, the answer to to your question was in the question a little bit. Yeah, sure. Right. There's going to be there's going to be trickles of business travel, but anything that required a lot of planning, any any like real business trips that, that typically do require a ton of planning aren't going to happen, right? We're not going to see crazy numbers from the GDS. I don't see it in the fall. Um, you know, we are seeing business transient activity across the states right now and just group business activity and meetings, but I mean, nowhere near levels that we've become accustomed to over the years. So this fall, you'll get a taste of it, but there are no signs or indications that it's going to come roaring back. Marissa, do you have anything to add? What's your outlook on business travel and corporate bookings? I just 100% agree. Those big conventions need a lot of planning, and that's going to take a while for return. Um, in the Spire portfolio, what we are seeing is is in that Q3 and Q4 is, is in group. Um, the smaller corporate meetings, those ones that are a little easier to plan. Um, weddings are very popular. The Smurfy type business of gatherings for um, collectors kind of conventions and things on a smaller scale. Youth sports are coming back. So that type of business, so a little change 
um, as we continue to see ramping continue on a smaller scale for corporate meetings. We recently got an updated guidelines from the CDC on mask wearing for vaccinated individuals. And we're kind of starting to see how the industry is going to respond to that. Some brands have put out updated guidelines in regards to their requirements for guests wearing masks on property in certain areas. So how do you expect that to uh, kind of change where people are traveling, where people, what destinations people are looking at? Do you expect that to change at all? Uh, Marissa, can you start? Right now, it's so fluid. Um, it's still a little confusing for travelers and the CDC, um, you know, what what kind of mandates are still happening. Flights, um, public travel um, on trains and buses, masks are still needed. And then states are having their own guidelines. So I don't think that's really going to change where people are going to travel. I think what is important is vaccination, though, and safety and how that matters to consumers and how people travel feeling safer um, being vaccinated. Yeah. Roy, what are your thoughts? Um, CDC guidelines, do you expect that to impact where and how people are traveling? I think that the the CDC guidelines have have kind of opened it up. And, and I'll, use, I'll use New York as a good example, right, because New York obviously it was the epicenter of everything and it's really important to note that you know in in the announcement of when new york city would open it was there was like a kind of like a two-week uh forewarning that hey new york city is going to open um in the next two weeks over the course of those two weeks business is actually later than the previous 14 days so that's actually very interesting because as soon as everything in new york city opened up all of a sudden the hotels across the market started to reach higher occupancies, rates started to increase, demand started to increase. And as soon as that naturally happens, you start to see new hotels open up because hoteliers are savvy and they say, hey, if there's pie out there, we're gonna try to capture some of that pie. I think that the, I think that the restrictions opening up is the most critical thing. I don't know if necessarily it's, it's vaccine or if it's, uh, mask wearing, right, compliance and guidelines, I, I feel like on an anecdotal perspective, uh, people have kind of gotten over that. It really is whether the market's open. Am I going somewhere where there's entertainment, right? So for those travelers that are going to D.C., are the museums open? Are there things to do? Are restaurants open? Uh, for New York travelers, is there still a curfew? No, there's not a curfew. Okay, well, now we can party. We can kind of rage, right? Um, you can walk around more freely without your mask on. There are things to do in New York again. I think that, that those are really the things that are opening it up. So the CDC stance on vaccinated Americans can don't have to wear a mask any longer. Um, that's huge. And I think that it's, you're seeing the, the demand growth as a result of that. As we're kind of navigating through all of these changes, the uh, rates of vaccinations, the new guidelines, and market conditions are changing. Can you talk a little bit about your strategies for staying on top of these changing conditions and how you're kind of quickly responding to those to make the most of um, what where demand is headed? So Marissa, can you start? I think a lot of the business is still coming in the very short term and staying on top of the changing market 
um, just being really engaged in intraday and making those business decisions. Sometimes it takes a few times a day, not just to set it and forget it, but really in those leisure demand weekends as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of new events occurring, a lot of pop-ups with the loosened restrictions. So um, we're seeing a lot of demand as those concerts, as those venues start opening up, people are really eager to go out there. So you can really see um, where that demand is coming. Also, what's really important is utilizing market intelligence reports to see pace and trends. Um, that's, that's something that's strongly utilized um, to help make those right decisions. And then testing price elasticity. You know, we're all seeing this demand. Um, there's been a lot of rate stress in 2020 trying to capture occupancy, and now we're seeing a lot of pent-up demand coming into these markets with a lot of sellouts. Um, What's also really important in the changing conditions is just staying on top of all of our web content. You know, um, in the pandemic, we had to keep things closed, the pool, the restaurant. Now we're looking at those being open and leisure people are looking on websites to seeing what amenities in the hotel is open and that's important to a lot of the leisure travelers. And Roy, what's your strategy for kind of staying on top of the changing environment and quickly responding? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that I think that what Marissa said was was incredibly impactful. I mean, number one, the intraday, the content, I mean, those are those are absolutely paramount. I, I think one of the the main major things that hotels have to to understand is that you know when you're when you're pricing these, it's based upon what Marissa said in terms of price elasticity. Understanding what price points are moving and not looking at the traditional framework of market segmentation is critically important here, right? So the most successful revenue manager is the one that's willing to look at things from a different perspective. And a key example of that is, do you understand what dates people are searching for? Do you understand what dates people are converting for? Those types of metrics are what allow hotel, hotel people to understand, hey, what days are going to be busy, right? Because you're not going to have a ton of opportunity to make money hand over fist, unless you're in one of those, like, those gold mine markets right now. So most revenue managers right now need to pay attention for those silver linings, right? Where is the search activity? Where are people buying those higher price points, right? What dates have lower cancellation rates? By looking at things through that different frame, that different lens, you can make more money. Like as in a good example of that is, Christine, like there aren't that many days to make a ton of money in a month, right? If, if Memorial Day weekend was your shot to make money, you had to play those cards correctly, right? If you've got a couple weekends in June and a couple weekends in July that are going to be busy, how do you identify those? How do you understand that they're strong? You have to look at that multitude of data that's probably not the data that you were looking at in 2019 every single day. Whereas this year, you're, you're probably looking more so at when are people searching? How are they searching? Where are people booking? How do you stay on top of it? How do you get ahead of it? Uh, on top of obviously understanding events, right? Because as things open slowly, um, having having an understanding of announcements of when things open is really important. So an event gets announced, you have to be all over that event announcement. And sometimes those event announcements are at 11.50 p.m. Um, so you'll wake up to pick up as an example. 
you might have just touched on some of this, Roy, um, but do you have anything you want to add in terms of your advice for other revenue managers who are kind of navigating this time and preparing for what is expected to be a surge in travel demand, at least leisure travel demand this summer? Sure. I mean, I think that my, my major, major advice would be to constantly look into the future and don't waste time dwelling on the past. I think that when you look at your future demand, you have to have a really deep understanding of what you think the demand designation is for a day. And that's kind of taking something out of the book of like the 2010 and the, the 2015 type of revenue management, right? Are days potentially going to be strong? But then how do you capitalize on those days? On days that are going to be weak because you know that there's not a lot of business transient demand, how do you fill those days in without having a lot of opportunity on the rate side? So on slow days, what's my distribution strategy? What's my marketing strategy? On the peak dates, how do I protect the amount that I need to protect? And where are those peak dates? How do you find them and then capitalize on them? Those are like those are going to be the, the constant theme in my view straight until March 31st, 2022. I think, too, what is really important is understanding um, the mix of business, as Roy was saying, that um, that mix of business is crucial. Where is that business coming from and, and what's coming into your hotel? Um, also, you know, we're in demand um, right now. A lot of markets are selling out. There's a lot of pent-up demand with, with, every, with the U.S. reopening. So some of my advice I can give to revenue managers is really leverage those rate opportunities where you can in demand. And then also, you know, as the market slows down, again, um, you know, with leisure travel, as kids go back to school, you know, where are those opportunities to look for occupancy as well? Is just continuing for future, keeping your eye on that future demand and seeing where that um, market mix is coming from. Great. Well, I love it. This conversation was so short and sweet and to the point. It's great. Um, do you, either of you, have anything that we haven't touched on or covered that you would like to add? Any final thoughts that you would like to share, uh, Roy? I mean, I think that, that honestly, every everyone's kind of looking at, you know, this year is, is going to be a hard thing to forecast, but the, <laughs> but the goal will continue to be business transient, right? It's, you know, you're not going to get consistency across the country in terms of hotel activity until you wrap your head around corporate and you have to wrap your head around, you know, that that very good group citywide business so on the corporate end on the meetings end, having an understanding of of when and and how much that's ramping up is really important so you know, keeping a benchmark on that and then the last part about that is you're not going to know as and this probably goes back to advice to revenue managers and advice to hoteliers in general you're not going to know how much corporate travel is rebounding if you're married to looking at corporate travel the same way you always have um, corporate travel is increasingly smaller accounts, right? It's not the same big accounts that it always used to be. So having an understanding of who's booking on Expedia, who's booking on booking.com, on retail that are corporate travelers, that's going to be a great indicator for once, for, for when things are rebounding. So, you know, everyone's going to have to change, change the way that they look at things. So, you know, corporate travel is that, 
that golden goose, understanding how fast it comes back and how to capitalize on it is going to be very important for pretty much everybody. Marissa, any final thoughts, anything we haven't touched on that you think is important to add? Um, just to piggyback on to Roy, that corporate travel, you know, everybody's eyes are on corporate travel right now. And although, you know, we're not going to see those same levels um, right now with, um, you know, there's still a, a concern about travel, duty of care, um, and the expense piece as well. Um, also, hybrid options are happening in, in businesses. Um, but one important thing about corporate travel is to look at the improvements month over month and seeing that positive trending. You know, a few months ago, we were seeing companies onesie twosies, and now we're seeing more companies travel in general, um, not to a greater extent, but in, in smaller numbers. So just identifying the type of business that's coming into your market as well is really different to what we've historically seen in the past. Thank you for listening to Lodging On Demand. If you want more content like this, subscribe to Lodging Magazine on YouTube. You can also subscribe to Lodging On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. For news and updates, follow at Lodging Magazine on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, or visit us at lodgingmagazine.com.